Let's go, Badger fans. It's almost basketball time. Greg Gard talked to the media. We got lots to talk about on today's Locked On Badgers. Let's go. You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, Badger fans? Welcome to another episode of Lockdown Badgers. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Ryan Harris. As always, really do appreciate everybody coming aboard. Uh, we got we got some basketball to talk about. Um, there's some football stats I'm going to try to get into as well, but Gregard had a chance to talk to the media today. Uh, team is practicing, a lot of install going on, but I wanted to talk about some of the comments from his press conference, maybe what some of the expectations for this team are. Uh, this is just kind of an early look into the basketball season that's coming up. A lot of football content still coming up for all you guys. Don't worry. But basketball's coming, and we got to start talking about it. All right. Uh, let's start here. So I, I wanted to chop up a lot of what Greg Gard said and a lot of what he put into the media um, and my takes on it, my initial takes on some of it, some of which I think is coach speak, some of which I think has real substance. Here's the first one. Um, and this is paraphrased to some degree, like I didn't transcribe this word for word, but he said the biggest thing that jumped out is the depth, improved depth has allowed us to be much more competitive. That's the biggest theme thing. The depth has increased the level of competition. Um, and there's another question down here on depth. Someone asked, how, how deep do you want to go in the rotation? He said, I don't have a number of players I want in a rotation. Uh, I'll learn as I go. I'd love to be able to have 10 if you can get to that consistently. He said on some nights it could be eight, maybe a little more. Some nights it's 11, depending on matchups. I want to take these first two questions together. The, the question of what's the biggest difference with your team where guards said depth, better depth, more competitive. And then the question on how many players do you want to be able to play this year? Like what's your ideal rotation look like? And he said 10. 10 my ideal rotation. So let's look at it. Let's look at the roster. Everybody's here. The freshmen are here. The transfers here. Everybody returns from last year. All this, uh, no seniors leave, right? Let's talk about this rotation. How deep could we actually go this year? So I want to start with, hey, what's up, Tyler? I see you there. Uh, I want to start with what we know that what we know is, uh, or what I think is almost certainly going to be the starters, right? You've got Hepburn, point guard, Connor, uh, the shooting guard. You have AJ Store, the transfers are going to be playing the three, four. It's going to be a little switchable. Tyler Wall is going to be the four. Uh, Stephen Crawl is going to be the five. So there's your five starters, right? Now you get into the question of how much deeper do you go? How much deeper do you think this team is going to be this year? Certainly Max Klesman, that is a great six man. If you want to talk about, um, if you want to talk about uh, one of the biggest additions to this team, it's that store transfer, which is going to push Klesman, I think, to the bench. And that instantly gives you one of the better six men in, in the big 10. That That's going to make a huge difference having a guy like that be able to come off the bench and a guy like that that's injury insurance because listen nobody makes it through a season on skates with injury right so I think Klesman's your sixth and now we really get interesting how many players I'm just gonna I, I've been pretty steady on a couple of these guys I think Blackwell's playing this year um, I talked about that uh, when we did the basketball recruiting roundup show he why is he playing this year because he's a big physical guard Right, like he's coming out of high school, six four, strong. He can shoot. He likes to play defense. I'm going to get into a Blackwell quote in a second. I think he plays this year. I've been uh, on board. Yaldin plays this year. So right now, I've got Klesman, Blackwell, Yaldin all playing off the bench. That's eight. We're already at eight. Now we get into the question marks. I honestly, those are guys I have as almost lots, which is crazy because two of them are freshmen. So feel free to call me. Feel free to call me out on that if you think that's crazy. I think both those dudes are playing that year. 
That's just my take. It, it might not be your take. It might be the wrong take, but I think those guys are playing. I'm at eight. Let's get into the rest of the roster. Um, yay or nay on these players playing a, I would say, a consistent role this year. So not like two minutes in one game and then they don't play for 10, right? The Marcus Ilver treatment, in other words. Kamari McGee, yay or nay? Does he play a consistent role this year um, and get consistent minutes? Even, even if it's in a, a little bit, does he get that? I I said yes last year. Um, what's up, Clayton? Clayton says that's a locked on liars take. <laughs> I love it. Um, tell me which one. Tell me which one is not playing this year that I said is. I would love to. I would love to chop it up. It could be a locked on liars take. Um, I don't think McGee plays a ton this year. I just I thought it would be last year. The fact that he couldn't carve out a role has me a little sketchy. He is undersized, right? We talked about that. I thought his quickness would play up a little bit more last year. So I'm gonna have. Right now, I'm going to say McGee. I don't think so. Um, Isaac Lindsay, I'm going to say no. I know Lindsay is Rajiv's guy. I, I love, I love the the angle coming back to in state. Um, really good shooter. I don't think he's athletic enough. I, I just don't. Um, so I'm going to say no on Lindsay Carter Gilmore. Yes, Listen, I know. I know it's going to drive people nuts. Carter Gilmore's playing this year. Uh, Car- Carter Gilmore is absolutely 100% playing this year. Um, and it's for all the reasons that he played last year. It's not just a depth thing. The coaches trust him. He plays good defense. He rebounds the ball. He genuinely, gen- generally makes the correct passes. Like he's going to run the scheme. Like it's not going to be a big role, but five minutes a game, seven minutes a game consistently to go harass a, an opponent's four. Yeah, he's going to play. Carter Gilmore's going to play. So I'm at nine. Hodges. I, I, I don't see Chris Hodges playing this year. Uh, Nolan Winter. Well, let me get to Ilver. I don't think Ilver is playing a consistent role this year either. So that gets me to Nolan Winter. I'm at nine players right now. Here's the nine that I think are going to be the rotation. The five starters, Hep, Connor, AJ, T-Wall, Corral. I've got Klesman, Blackwell, Yaldin, and Gilmore. I'm at nine. I don't think Winter plays a huge role this year. So I think I'm going to cut it at nine is where I think the depth cuts off on this team. Let's get a couple of these comments here. Um, Winning Gambler says, too bad guard finished with a, a fizzle on the recruiting trail. Yeah. Mm. And I, I've said it before. It was almost the Jackson McAndrew recruitment that bugged me and bummed me out more than Con Because I really never felt like we were getting Con at least outside of the first couple months of that recruitment. The longer it went, I'm like, I don't. But I thought we were getting McAndrew. And we, he would have been such a good get. So, yeah, I hear you, Winning Gambler. That was a less than ideal finish. Tyler Streber said goals should be for Gilmore and McGee to not see the floor. Gilmore seeing the floor, Tyler. I'm just telling you. Here's the, let me let me put on my optimistic cap. I'm going to take off my pessimistic cap. I'm going to put on my optimistic cap here. Flip it around. The optimistic cap is flipped around. Um, Gilmore could be okay this year. Like it's going to be in a less of a role, right? He does so many little things pretty well. If he, he I'm telling you, I'm convinced he shoots it okay in practice. If he can just not be a black hole offensively. He's fine. He's fine. Again, I have him as like our eighth man. He's fine as your eighth man. If he can just play a little bit of offense, which hopefully again, listen, players do take incremental jumps. Now Carter Gilmore has a ceiling because of his athletic limitations, but he is a worker. Like that's been talked about. So can he just hit a few open shots, finish the bunnies around the rim? If that's the case, he's okay. He like, he's okay as an eighth, ninth man. Um, Let's keep going here. Tyler Schreiber also says Blackwell's a sleeper for me. I think he contribute more than people think. Yeah, Blackwell's playing this year. Uh, why is he playing this year? Because look at the roster, right? Uh, let me flip back my uh, cap here. Look at the roster. Like, what, what is this team 
not have that black ball brings. Whenever you're talking about freshmen and can they play, you're always looking for what's what's outside of the elite ones. Like the elite ones obviously can play, but for the other guys, what can they bring that's unique to the roster that the roster doesn't have in-house? And for Blackwell, what can he bring? He brings physical size and defense on the perimeter. And you look at the, you know, Hepburn's an undersized guard. Klesman's kind of an undersized guard. I mean, he's, he's fine. Uh, Kamari McGee is really small. Connor struggled last year with size and physicality as a perimeter defender. That's what Blackwell potentially brings as a 6'4", well-built freshman who has a reputation as being a competitive guy, a defensive guy. You know, somebody I've talked to, like he's going to play because he's going to give you five minutes of really good hard-nosed perimeter defense, and he can hit open shots in theory. We need to see it, but in theory, he can do it. Let's see if I can refocus my camera here. No, maybe. Um, now let's get a couple more comments here. Tyler says, McGee too small. Uh, Robert Sorensen said, in all honesty, I want them to do well, but we will see. Uh, winning game, um, Tyler Streeper, Marcus Ilver maybe get some time. I I don't think we – I think we would have seen it. I, I think we've seen so many – he's not as athletic as I thought he would be, and then offensively he doesn't look like he has a great feel. He's not a shot blocker. I don't know. Commandant Clink says, I see only eight. Yeah, I meant nine. Uh, Commandant, let me know which one that I have potentially that you're not sure on, if you want to. No, no worries if you don't feel comfortable with that. But I have it at nine. Nine is probably a maybe a tick high. Uh, you might be right on that one. All right, we're going to take a quick break for friends of the show. Come back, a bunch more stuff that Greg Gard talked about. Expectations for the freshman, AJ Store. How much more explosive can Chucky Hepburn get? We're going to get into all of that and more coming up on Lockdown Badgers. But first, today's show um, brought to you by our friends of the show over at Nutrafol. And listen, um, there's a re- like I got a bit of a thinning hair here. It started, I remember vividly in high school when my history teacher, I think in 10th grade, was like, hey, Ryan, like you have less, less hair than some of your, your friends up there. It's going to be a long battle for you. That's like, okay, thank you. And then, you know, after that point, 20 something years of progressively just getting a little thinner up here. And I've tried a lot of different things, right? I've tried that shampoo that like makes your hair, your scalp kind of tingle. That's probably going to cause health issues down the road. I tried the broccoli diet, like that didn't work. Uh, Nutrafol is like none of that stuff. It is backed by uh, real science, real dermatologist recommended hair growth. Um, And it's something that it's a supplement. It's something that, goes in your body and helps from the inside out. It's not a, a scam. It's nothing like that. It helps you with science-backed hair growth supplements. That's what Nutrafol does. You don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health. Nutrafol provides a whole body health approach that promotes healthier hair. Um, number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement, clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription. Free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men into promo code Lockdown College. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com slash men. Uh, enter promo code Locked On College. Okay. Uh, really do appreciate everybody tuning in. Let's keep talking some basketball. We haven't been able to talk basketball in a while. Um, let's see if I get my – for people who are watching on YouTube, my camera is blurry. There it is. Let's go. Let's get into the next one. So that was that was the depth. I really want to talk about the depth. I think that's interesting. Um, I also want to pop up. If anyone's interested, we have a Discord. Um, go check out the Discord. It's if I can find it. I can't find it. Oh, brutal. I'm blowing this this live channel out. Um, go check out our Discord. I have it on a, a banner down here, but I don't have the banner loaded. 
But anyway, go check out the Discord. Free conversation. Great time. Good Badger community. Let's get into the next thing that um, Coach Gar talked about that I wanted to, to touch on. He was touching on Chucky. He said Chucky got faster, more explosive, uh, lost some weight, went down from 205 to 190. And he said that's a part of him finding the right weight, body percentage. It's taking time. It's been a constant plan. He talked about his dedication. How much better can Chucky Hepburn get? That When he said that, he when I saw that he had lost weight, and then I saw Gregor talk about it's been a consistent plan for him. He's really dedicated himself in the, in like the nutrition side, eating better, getting more explosive. How much better can Chucky get? Honestly. So part of, part of my biggest issue with Chucky was he's just struggled. He, he's a hard guy to initiate offense against longer, more athletic big 10 defenders, right? Because the length bothers him a little bit and he doesn't have the elite quickness to break somebody down. He's a good ball handler. He's very tough. Um, I like him in the lane because he initiates contact. He does put pressure on the defense, but at the rim, because he, he can't quite beat people, at least last year, as quick as maybe some other elite point guards, they kind of stay on him, and it makes it for a more contested layup. If he lost 15 pounds, if he got quicker, more explosive, with his shooting ability um, and with some added weapons on the outside, you might see a jump from Chucky. I'm, I'm really interested in seeing if he can get a little better getting by his guy, getting to the rim a little cleaner. Cause if he can, he's an elite shooter and that's going to open up his shooting game. And he's also a really good floor general. And again, getting in the paint a little easier, being a little quicker is going to open all of that up. That, that's a little bit of if Chucky can just get a little bit quicker and a little bit faster and a little bit more explosive, which it sounds like maybe he has, I think it opens up all sorts of facets for the Badgers offense. So that's one I'm definitely interested in seeing. Um, let's see. Comment on Clink uh, thinks maybe it's Gilmore, but he'll play. So you're actually right. It will be nine. I just can't say it. I, I miss what your definition of consistent playing time. Yeah. So comment on, you're kind of right where I'm at. Like Gilmore, I, like when I say consistent playing time, I'm saying somebody who is going to play in meaningful minutes in most games, right? Not at the end of a game, not the beginning of the game, two or three minutes in this half, two or three minutes in that half, maybe it's six, seven minutes, but it's a consistent role at six, seven minutes in games that matter. That's kind of how I'm defining, you know, meaningful playing time. And I think Gilmore's going to get that. Uh, Bo Dragon is in here, of course. Uh, he said, uh, you never saw how much, you never saw how much more fun Bo Ryan's teams looked like they were having. Bo Ryan's, like, I think we need to stop at the Bo Ryan and Greg Gard comparisons. Bo Ryan is a Hall of Fame, and Bo, by the way, I love you. You know this. But Bo Ryan is a Hall of Fame college basketball coach. There's not many of those. Greg Gard's not that. Maybe eventually it happens. Um, but he, he's not hes not Bo Ryan because there are no other Bo Ryans. Bo Ryan's a one-off. You know, it is what it is. We have Greg Gard, and he's never going to be a Bo Ryan. And by the way, the next person you hire is not going to win. Almost certainly he's not going to win at the clip Bo Ryan won either. It's not a Greg Gard thing. It's a Bo Ryan thing. Now, Saying that, you can still not like Greg Gard. That's totally fine. But I think we need to stop with that comparison. Or, or I will. I'm not telling you what to do, obviously. Uh, let's keep going here. Other things that Greg Gard said that I thought was interesting. This is on Blackwell. We've already talked about John Blackwell a little bit. But he said, the thing with John, he competes. He battles. He's more physically ready than I thought he would be. So he's obviously committed himself to the weight room. And then he goes on. He says, just continues talking about the competitiveness in him. I highlighted this quote for a reason, Badger fans. What do you need when you're talking? Because listen, if John Blackwell plays this year, I think we all know, barring some type of craziness or some type of injury run, um, we know what role he's going to have, right? He's going to be 
like a seventh man, an eighth man. He's going to be a couple minutes here, maybe a seven minute stretch here. Go do the dirty work and hit open shots, right? He's going to be a role player. He's going to be a three and D guy. Incredibly important to winning basketball. To do those things, what do you need intangibly? You need competitiveness. You need physically ready. You need all the things that Greg Gard is saying right here. Greg Gard is telling you right here without saying it. Blackwell is the perfect role player three and D guy. He competes. He battles. He's physically ready. He's committed himself to the weight room. He's competitive. I'm telling you all he's playing this year. I still get pushback from people, but Blackwell's playing this year. And it's not going to be a ton, but it's going to be an important role as a perimeter defender who hits some open shots. Now, we got to see if he can hit open shots, but in high school, he did. So, again, if you remember, I was talking to uh, Jason Jordan, who um, was Sports Illustrated basketball recruiting director. He said, he said with Black, he's super high on Blackwell. He said Blackwell's the best shooter y'all are bringing in this cycle. Better than Yaldon, better than Winter. He said he's also more of a playmaker than people think. Um, I, I think he's a bit of a star in this class, an underrated star. So I'm high on that one. Talking about Nolan, he said probably more ready than I thought. Seven feet with the way he moves. Again, seven feet, can't teach that. The way he can move, the way he can run the floor. He doesn't seem it to me, just reading between the lines, Greg Gard doesn't seem quite as effusive in his Nolan Winter praise for this year. Like, I, I don't, I'm not sure if Nolan Winter is going to be ready. Now, I think if something happens, could you throw him out there for a couple minutes? Absolutely. I wonder if the coaching staff is going to want to avoid that if possible. Um, I know Rajiv, again, talking about um, Rajiv all the time, he's high on, on Nolan. I'm just not sure if he's quite ready there. Let's get a couple more comments here. Um, Caleb Hawley says, get in the paint, kick out the store and Connor. They'll put pressure on there that wasn't there last year. Caleb, that is a, that's exactly it, right? When people go back and look at that team last year, there was, there was too much congestion because you, you didn't have enough weapons on the perimeter. Like um, I'm telling you right now, like there's, there's, there's a scenario on this team where Hepburn is going to be quicker. A Siege, who I'm going to talk about in a second, is going to be a little bigger, more physical, more durable. Uh, Tyler Wall is no longer your like second option offensively. He gets relegated. AJ Store is who we think he could be. There's a version of this team if things click. And not everything always clicks, right? Again, I, I got my, my optimistic hat on here. Not everything always clicks. But if you get close to what you hope some of these players are, this offense could be a lot better. It could be a lot better. And Caleb's hitting it right here. You're going to be able to space the floor in a way that you couldn't last year. AJ Store hit 40% of his threes last year at St. John's, right? If you add that on the wing with Connor Siegen on the opposite wing, run a pick and roll with Crowell who can pop, maybe go short corner with Tyler Wall, or maybe that's even Klesman if you're going small and then you have even more spacing with Hepburn kind of maneuvering around in there. There's a scenario where it works pretty good. Okay, we're going to get into some scenarios where it doesn't, but... Uh, Dylan says Chucky down to 190 could be huge. I agree. Like a faster, more explosive Chucky is maybe the best thing that came out of Gray Guard. Uh, uh, this 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 little news dump here with basketball. That's maybe the best news we got because a faster, more explosive Chucky. That's a really good player. The way he can shoot and his toughness and his defensive ability. Now you're talking about one of the better. He already is one of the better point guards in the Big Ten. But you're talking about a really winning player at that point. Um, Winning Gambler says they better hope Crowell doesn't get hurt. Could get really ugly. Yep. This is true. <laughs> like We talked about it in the offseason. Um, not getting a backup five is a big deal. Yeah, it, it hurts. Like, there's not a lot of depth there. And Crowell is going to have to stay healthy. He's also going to have to play smart and stay out of foul trouble. I think the backup is, <clears throat> I've talked about it, is Yaldin. Yaldin's going to be the backup five. I think if, as long as he's healthy, 
he's going to be fine there, but probably too much to expect in his fr- listen. If Crow gets hurt, that's too much to expect out of Yaldin in his freshman year. I think it's fine to expect Yaldin to be a backup five that gets 10, 12 minutes a game, maybe more, right? Um, you can go small in some situations. Maybe that is where winter plays. Maybe you go really small against some teams. But yeah, if Crow gets hurt, this team's in a world of, of trouble. I, I 100% agree with you there, winning gambler. Um, all right, let's take a quick break. I, I have more comments. I want to talk about AJ Store and Connor come up as well. Lots to talk about on today's Lockdown Badgers. Basketball is coming, and I am so excited for it. Uh, but first, we got to take one more quick break for our friends of the show. Um, and a uh, quick second to say thank you to everybody tuning in. But today's friends of the show is eBay Motors. Uh, I've talked a lot about my car, my car problems here and there. Uh, my first car was a Pontiac Trans Am WS6. That thing purred. I called her April um, for multiple reasons. Like if I ever got in a race with somebody, I wanted to be able to have like a feminine name, I guess. Like I was like, come on, April, let's go. And it was also a name of something nobody had ever known had had the name April because I didn't want anybody to think I'd name my car after them. I actually put way too much thought into my car's name than I should have. But eBay Motors would have been perfect if I had it at the time to help keep April purring. Passion, drive, patience. That's what brings home the winning trophy. It's also what keeps your ride or dot. It keeps your ride alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle, level it up, peak performance, superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights. Whether you're into speed, power, style, eBay Motors has you covered. Over 122 million parts for your ride. Um, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebay.com uh, slash motors. That's eBay Guaranteed Fit, which is only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. Uh, let's get everybody back in here. Let's keep talking basketball. Let's go. Um, really do appreciate everybody tuning in. Um, this was just kind of like a, a quick impromptu show. So, um, yeah, I do appreciate it. I do want to really quick mention – Something new that we're doing on the Locked On channel, uh, we have subtext. So if you're interested, the banner's down there. Um, it changes nothing with what we do on the regular show. It's just a way to connect a little bit more. Um, some of the inside info I can't always give off on the show, I put into subtext. It is a just a, a kind of a, a community where if we have the ability to message one-on-one. It comes to your phone like a text message. Um, and I've had a great time with some of the people in the subtext already really going back and forth, talking about the game, talking about our fandom. Uh, and it's just been a great way to connect a little bit more. So if you're interested, um, there is a 14 day free trial. It's $4.99 a month after that. It's also just a great way to support the show if you're interested in doing that. But again, I want to reiterate, it changes nothing with what we do here. And I want to be very, very clear on that. We'll continue giving you all the same lockdown coverage we always do with this. It's just another way to communicate and another way to kind of expand the community that I'm pretty excited about. I've had a lot of fun with the people that are in there so far. So that's there. The banner's at the bottom. If you're on YouTube, you can subscribe there and take a look at if you like it. Uh, and also reach out to me if you have any questions, obviously, for sure. Okay, let's let's talk about one of the players I'm really most excited about here is Connor Seijin. Let's talk about what he was last year, what we think he could do this year. This is what Greg Gard said, asked about Connor. Uh, he's more confident. He knew he had to get stronger, more durable. I think that'll allow him to be better on the defensive end of the floor. Listen, if you watched last year and you really watched, if you were in the playback with us, if you're in this community, if you're an everydayer, you know we talked about this. Teams started targeting him. He wasn't big enough. He wasn't physical enough. 
Um, and that's not his fault. Like he wasn't brought in and recruited to be a defensive stalwart in his freshman year. He was brought in to be a sniper and he did that. But if you notice the two are, the two are connected, right? Being more physical isn't just about playing defense. It's about maintaining your body through the season, being able to continue hit shots while playing heavy minutes. If you look at his splits, Connor throughout the year, it just went down and down. Um, so Connor, his first month of the season last year in November hit 51% of his threes. Okay. December, 38%, January, 41%. And then I think the minutes built up. February, he had 30% of his threes. And by the time he got to March, he had 24% of his threes. He was a different player. I think the minutes and the fatigue built up. Um, he had a offseason this year, Greg talked about it, to get bigger, stronger, more durable. Again, there's growth for this team. Uh, maybe I'm being too excited about it. And it's not, listen, it's not a Big Ten championship team, I don't think. It's not... It's not a championship team. Like, don't don't get it twisted here. But Connor could take a big step and become a 14, 15 point scorer. I think Chucky can take a jump. And then let's get into AJ Store. AJ Store coming in. Um, and this is what Greg Gard said about AJ Store. Obviously, the athletic ability is noticeable as soon as you walk in the gym. He's played awesome and he's really coachable. Now, there were some funny things with AJ Store that Greg Gard's talking about. Yeah, we're putting him through. How do you guard the stagger screen and off-ball defense? Part of me chuckles on the inside because, A, I love it, right? AJ Storrs learning those things. But, of course, like you bring in this high-flying four-star transfer and, you know, Greg Gard's like, off-ball defense, get after. Like, Greg Gard's such an old-school guy, you know, which I like. I just thought it was funny. Um, but AJ Storr, a guy, like I said, who had 40% of his threes last year, I think Connor is going to be more consistent this year if he's bigger, more physical. Two huge pieces. The big questions I have with AJ Storr, I want to see how the shooting holds up when he plays more minutes, when he gets more reps. Again, he shot 40% from three last year, but he didn't start until halfway through the year, and he didn't take a ton of shots, right? So small sample size alert. Like, it, it, it's a real thing. I think he's a good shooter. I think it's going to be fine. But we got to see it with, with a bigger workload, and we have to see how he defends. But I'm very excited for it. I think he's a big-time player and a big-time addition. All right, let's finish off with some comments here. Let's see. Um, where was I at when I left off? This one is from Robert Sorensen. Chucky being more explosive could be a game changer. I'm all for it. Good for him evaluating himself and see what he can do for the team. Yeah. It, that could be – I'm telling you, Chucky, a more explosive Chucky is, is a problem for defenses because of the way he can shoot. He is a, an elite spot-up shooter. He's not a bad shooter off the dribble. But if suddenly defenders have to be more conscious with his ability to take him off the dribble. They back up. Now that shot is more, even more dangerous. And we know he's a good passer. It could be a problem. Let's talk about Tyler Wall for a second, too. I thought this was an interesting quote from um, Greg Gard. Let me pull it up here. On Tyler coming back, he, Greg Gard said there have been no players in Wisconsin basketball history. And this is something he told Tyler that have won three straight Big Ten or three Big Ten championships. You know, um, if Tyler comes back, he has a chance to be the only player in school history to do that. Why is this quote important to me for two reasons? The first one is, I like that they're talking about championships. Like, why not? Like, I like that they understand the standards and expectations at Wisconsin. I don't think this is a championship roster, but I like when Luke Fickle came in and talked about it. I liked it. When Greg Gard talks about it, I like it. I like that they understand that the standards and expectations in Madison are set at a certain level. And last year was not good enough. Um, the other thing with Tyler Wall that I want to talk about is I think he's he's a guy that got a little maligned last year, right? But if you go underneath the hood a little bit, and even forget the injury, right? He had the injury. We talked about that a lot. 
He's also not a guy, he had a usage rate of 25% last year, which essentially means that a quarter of the offensive plays that he's in, he's he's making the action that culminates in either a shot taken, a turnover, um, a foul taken, et cetera. That's too high for a guy like Tyler Wall. The year before, when he was uh, in, when he was a junior, the year before, he had uh, a usage rate of 20, 20%. So um, a lower usage rate, and his efficiency was higher across the board. So this year, Tyler Wall is going to, just with the addition of AJ Store, with the growth of a Connor Seijin, with what we hope could be some, some freshman impacts, Wall's going to have less of a usage rate. He's going to be able to be more efficient. Again, I'm painting an optimistic picture on a lot of this, but we've seen Tyler Wall in a lesser a lesser role be better, right? And I think this year he's going to have a lesser role. Max Klesman, again, his second year in Madison. I think he's going to have a lesser role. I think that's going to make Tyler Wall a better player. So I, the pieces are there to me. If, you, if I want to wrap it up, I'm going to finish with your comments. The pieces are there for me for this team to be like top three or four in the Big Ten. I really believe that. Um, I think that's probably about the ceiling. I don't think it's it's a win the Big Ten team, but top three, four, and maybe five, four to six in the Big Ten. I think that's where they get. I think that's where they're going to be. Um, I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, let's see who's disagreeing with me in the comments here. Um, let's see. Anthony Edwards says, what keeps Gray Garden, Wisconsin? Um, I don't know. I, he's never left like something. Maybe it's the cheese. Maybe it's the, maybe it's the lineys. I don't know. Um, Bo Dragon says, store is a carbon copy of a siege that can dunk. Listen, I don't think that's true. He's bigger. Right, he, he, I think he's going to be a better perimeter defender. He's much better in transition. Um, but let's just say AJ Store was a carbon copy of a Seijin. Like that's an NBA player, then, right? Uh, a, a, you know, a, Connor Seijin with a forty-inch vertical and you know being six-eight is an NBA player. So I don't know. I don't think they are remotely similar. But winning gambler says can't really expect more out of three-star freshman coming in. Um, that could be too high on the freshman. I think that's fair. Let's keep going here. Um, I think I missed some comments I was trying to get to, which which I apologize for. But yeah, let me know if if you guys are too, if I'm too optimistic, if I'm being crazy. Uh, rather, being Cabo says Tyler can't score reliably, uh, but Tyler can't reliably score from point blank range. I think he can. Um, Rather be rather be in Cabo. I, I appreciate it, by the way, for the for the comments. Everybody tuning in, I I love it. I, I really appreciate the perspective, but I disagree with you here. I think I think Tyler has shown he can score reliably um, from point blank range. Yeah, last year was just a weird year. I think he got used too much. He got hurt. He was in a funk. I think he's better than what he looked like last year. And if you go back two years ago, if we get that version of Tyler Wall with what we hope we get from Store Siege and and Klesment and I. I think people are going to be singing a much different tune on Tyler Wall at the end of the year. By the way, also one of our, our probably our most versatile defender um, and a pretty good rebounder. So a, a big piece of the team. You got to hope free throws don't come back to bite us on that. But um, let's see. Patrick Minahan says, your sons are toast with Dame on the Bucks now. Stop it. Listen, I I very rarely, because I know my my audience here, is a this is a Badger-centric show, but we are live at midnight on the East Coast. Listen. I, the Suns are, are going to be unguardable this year. Okay. With, with Booker, Durant, Beal, um, they're going to be absolutely unguardable this year. Tyler Strieber says the store get the ISO ball at the buzzer instead of Chucky this year. 
Or is Guard actually capable of drawing something up finally? There's a little Guard hate. I'm, listen, I'm here for all the perspectives. I really am. I think Guard draws more up at the end of the game than people give him credit for. I don't think it's one of his strengths. I don't think he's he's incredible at it. You go look at some coaches and and what they do is amazing, right? Um, Brad Stevens, for example. Uh, now, obviously, I'm picking up off the elite to the top of the coaches, but what what Greg Guard draws up isn't in that league. However, he also draws up some stuff that the players just don't execute. Again, if you go back to the end of last year, the NIT game, he drew up a play that worked. And he got it to his upperclassmen in the post, and they just refused to take a shot. You know, um, I think he was hampered by players last year by by not having all the right pieces he needed. And that's on him. Like, he builds the roster. But in the middle of the season, you can't fix that. So I think he's hopefully fixed it to some degree this offseason. But we're going to see. Um, the first end of game ISO situation, every, you know, every single Badger fanatic is going to be like watching that with like peeled eyes and they'd be like, okay, is it Chucky hero time? What's going on? Um, let's keep going here. Robert Sortson, uh, doesn't a lot of colleges rely on freshmen. They come to place, let them play. Yeah. I think that's the other thing too. Freshmen play all the time in college basketball, like expecting, I'm expecting Yaldon to come in and be a backup five and Blackwell to come in and be like the seventh man. Like that's not crazy. Like there's, there's teams that expect way more out of their freshman class than that. Um, if you get two backup contributors that play consistent minutes and maybe, maybe winter does as well. That's, that's really not that crazy. I, I don't understand why people think freshmen can't come in and play a consistent role on a good team, certainly on a bad team, but on a good team, they can do it. They do it all across college basketball every single year. Um, Let's see. Common on Clink obviously says, even in Bo's days, the ball is always in the point guard's hands at the end of the half or game for the final shot. Yep. That has been a hallmark. And where did Gray Guard get that from? He got that from Bo, right? And we've, I'll end on this because this we have chopped this up so much on this show um, because it, it's it's a, a, it's an obvious situation where everybody's watching. The end of the games are always amplified. They're always magnified. And we haven't been great at it. Um, but it does make some sense, whether you like it or not, to put the ball in your point guard's hands at the end of the half and just let him go one on one. He's typically your best decision maker, um, and in most situations, the other team's not getting the ball back. In that case, have I always liked it? No, I've said it, but you can at least understand the perspective that that guard and Bo have had in that situation. Um, okay, yeah, let's wrap it up there. Melvin Melvin says this is all Bo Ryan's fault, sticking us with guard. Why did he do us dirty like that? I'm telling you, I'm higher on, on guard right now than a lot of people seem to be. I think this is going to be a good team. Um, again, I, I respect it if people don't. I understand some of the criticisms with guard. I think it's going to be a good team. And at the end of the year, people are going to have to decide if anything guard can do is good enough, right, outside of winning a title. But outside of that, on Wisconsin, we'll talk to everybody later. Thank you so, so much. A um, couple – I think we're going to be really fun interviews tomorrow, touching on another non-basketball football sport, trying to give you guys more content like that, as well as uh, some football discussion tomorrow. So on Wisconsin, and uh, we'll talk later.